Amen. Great to be with you today. It's my privilege and blessing to preach the Word of God. Hallelujah. This is a special time of the year for Christians as we remembered and we celebrated Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Resurrection Day, or Easter as some call it. And I want to add one more that is often left out. That is the day of Pentecost. It was one of the three feasts that Jewish men were required to attend in Jerusalem according to the law of Moses. Now this is despite the fact that these men were scattered across Israel and even across other countries where they lived. So some of them had a, a long ways to go. They spoke Hebrew and the language of their country where they lived. They were going to have an incredible experience on a certain day of Pentecost. I've entitled this uh, sermon, You Shall Receive Power When the Holy Spirit Comes Upon You and You Shall Be Witnesses. That's taken right out of the scriptures. Those were the words of Jesus to followers who were either timid or downright scared to share the message of Jesus because they were remembering how Jesus was treated and they didn't want to be treated the same way. But they did follow Jesus' instructions to remain in Jerusalem until they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to read from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, meaning other languages, other languages that they had never learned. But they were enabled, enabled by the Holy Spirit. 120 believers who were united, who were in one accord, met in the upper room daily to pray. Imagine that. 120 of them. Daily they met to pray. Jesus had not told them how long they would have to wait for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But they did not get impatient and stop praying. Well, they were better men than me sometimes. Sometimes I get impatient. How about you? Tell the truth now. They trusted Jesus. That's always a good thing. And they continued to pray. That is a great example for us to follow. Their obedience and patience were greatly rewarded on the day of Pentecost. The followers of Jesus had seen his death and then his resurrection. They were believers, but they were frightened about what could happen to them if they preached publicly about the resurrection of Jesus. So Jesus, before ascending to heaven to sit at his Father's right hand to intercede for us whenever Satan brought an accusation, thank God for that, he told his followers to wait in Jerusalem 
until the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them. The Holy Spirit was already within them. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Do you not know that the Holy Spirit dwells in you? You are the temple of God. And everyone who comes to Jesus asking forgiveness and receiving salvation, the Holy Spirit comes inside. The Holy Spirit is living in you. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you gave your life to Christ, praise God. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. You are the temple of God, the Bible says. But then there's something else here. In Bible days, kings and priests were anointed with oil. It was a symbol that they had been chosen to serve in an important capacity. Now, those in the upper room on the day of Pentecost were also anointed. They were anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon them in flames of fire. They had an important calling to share the gospel. In the upper room on the day of Pentecost, suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty Wind. It reminds me of Jesus teaching Nicodemus that the Holy Spirit is like the wind. The wind itself cannot be seen, seen, right? But we can see what it does. In the same way, we cannot see the Holy Spirit, but we can see what the Holy Spirit does. For example, on the day of Pentecost, as I've already said, Those in the upper room praised God in languages they had never learned. But those Jewish men who came for the day of Pentecost, they understood what they were saying. And those who came for the Feast of Pentecost from other places who knew other languages. They were amazed that day that all the other people who were there could speak their language without having learned it. That's an amazing thing. And the Apostle Peter took the opportunity to preach about Jesus because everybody was interested in what in the world was happening there on the day of Pentecost. But notice the work of the Holy Spirit. About 3,000 persons were baptized that day. I want to tell you something. Every pastor wished that would happen where they preach. I mean, this is the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit can do. In one day, about 3,000 persons were baptized on the day of Pentecost. And the day of Pentecost began a new age when the Holy Spirit became the prominent being in the Trinity. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit became prominent beginning with that day of Pentecost. Now, he hovered over the water in creation, but now he would be more active on the earth. 
Just as God the Father said in the beginning, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper. Thank God for that. I need his help. My wife knows it. and She's a good helper. But spiritually, now listen, spiritually, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Thank God for that. The Holy Spirit guides us, teaches us, warns us, strengthens us, comforts us, refreshes us. And, and I could go on and on what the Holy Spirit does for us. And the Holy Spirit speaks to us. It, it may not be in a voice like you hear right now, although the Holy Spirit could do that. But I don't think it's too often that he does. But the Spirit of God often speaks to us within. And he gives us directions in our lives. The Holy Spirit will produce spiritual fruit in us. I'll just read a few of them. Love, joy, peace, patience. God knows we all need that. We need it right now. I heard somebody say that one time, and I laughed so hard. Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. But let me keep reading to you. The Holy Spirit will also produce spiritual gifts to be used by us to minister to others. Preaching, teaching, comforting, worshiping, encouraging, welcoming others to the house of God. And there are many other things that the Holy Spirit wants us to be involved in, in the kingdom of God. But what we need to do is we need to welcome the Holy Spirit into our life. Let him know that we're happy that he wants to be with us, that he wants to guide us and to do all these things. We need to make the Holy Spirit feel at home in us. He's living inside of us, the Bible says, if we've given our hearts to the Lord. Every morning, and I'm sure there's some mornings that, that I'm in a hurry and I forget, but most mornings at least, I'll say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Now, I know if other people were walking by my room, they might wonder, you know, is something, uh, am I going a little crazy? But I really believe the Holy Spirit is within me. That's what the Word of God says. My body is the temple of the Lord. He is living within me. So I want to say good morning to him in the, in the, in the day. I, I, I want to speak to him th throughout the day. And I believe that there are times that the Holy Spirit speaks to me and will speak to you if you will welcome him into your body which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you will let the Holy Spirit know that you want Him to lead you, you want Him to empower you, He will not force Himself upon you, but He wants to be your closest friend and help you through life. He wants to use you in His work that He is doing on this planet. Praise God for that. Hallelujah to God. You and I can be baptized in the Holy Spirit as they were on the day of Pentecost. But let me say this. 
we probably won't experience everything exactly like they did. I don't know if we'll see flames of fire. I don't know if it'll be strong wind. That I don't know. They're not really the most important things that I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about us having a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's what they had on the day of Pentecost. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to have us now. You know, we may not see tremendous, unusual things. But if I know the Holy Spirit is within me and the Holy Spirit has come upon me, I am happy with that. See, back in Bible days, kings were anointed when they became a king. And we have become kings and queens of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are being anointed by the oil of the Holy Spirit. He is upon us. He is in us in every way. We can be baptized in the Holy Spirit as they were. But again, as I said, we probably won't experience everything exactly like they did. But as John baptized Jesus in the Jordan River, we can be baptized. We can be baptized. And, and you know what, uh, what stands out to me in him being baptized, and there, there's several reasons why he was baptized. He didn't have to be baptized. John said, you should be baptizing me. But Jesus was baptized to set an example for us to be baptized as well. Meaning that everything we have, all of us, now belongs to him. We are going to follow him. But when I think about Jesus being baptized in the Jordan River, I think how he came out of the water. Because, you know, you, you are put under the water by water baptism, right? That is what we believe in. I believe the scriptures um, teach that. And uh, I, I've, I've had people, I've got to tell you a story quickly. It has nothing to do with my sermon, really. But, um, you know, over the years, I've baptized quite a few people. And, and I insist it's going to be the way Jesus was baptized by John. It was in the Jordan River. You don't need a river if there's just water sprinkled on you. You understand that? You have a, re a river if you're going to go under the water. I had one person at one time that were in the tank, and he says to me, I can't do this. I says, what do you mean you can't do this? I thought you wanted to be baptized. I do want to be baptized, but I'm afraid of going under the water. I says, we're in here now, and being afraid is not of God. I'm going to pray with you that the Lord will give you peace and then you're going all the way under, meaning that you're all for the Lord. Everything you have and everything you are belongs to the Lord. So I prayed with him and uh, I had to kind of keep him down a little bit, but he did get baptized that day. But, but just the way that when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, he came out of that water looking wet, wouldn't you say? Yes, he did. He came out looking wet. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit,
And when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, people will notice something different about us. And it won't be that we've become wet, but we are saturated in the Holy Spirit. That we are more loving. We are more kind. We are more quick to do the work of God. It's because we've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Can you speak in a language you never learned? Of course you could. That's all up to God. That's up to God. You know, I've told you this story before, but let me, I think with the sermon today, I think I should tell it to you again, that my father, he was a minister, and he was preaching one Sunday in a church. And at the close of his preaching, he invited people to come up for prayer if they wanted to pray with him and receive Jesus as their Savior. And one man came up and spoke to my father. And he said, earlier, he said, somebody just broke out talking while you were preaching. And I understood the language that he said. I don't think anybody else did, but I did. Because in the war, I was taught that language because I was in communication. And it needed to be a language that our enemy could not understand. How did this person speak that language and say my name and tell me about my whole life. Brothers and sisters, that's the Holy Spirit. Is that going to happen often? Probably not. But that's all up to God. That's all up to the Holy Spirit. He does what He wishes. But He will do supernatural things in our life if we will welcome Him in. If we will talk with Him. Let me tell you one more thing. I met Linda Zion Bible Institute, and uh, we got married eventually. And um, I took her down to Florida, where I grew up. I was born in Pennsylvania, but I basically grew up in, in Florida. And I wanted to continue my studies to be a minister. And there was a, a college there that I wanted to attend. Trinity College. But I also needed to work at least part-time so we would have a little money. You know, we were living with her aunt, so we didn't need too much. But I, I talked to the Holy Spirit. And I said, Holy Spirit, I need to earn a little bit more money than what's coming in with Linda working. But I also want to be ready to pastor when you're ready for me to pastor. So Holy Spirit, 
I want you to lead me to where I can work that's close to where we're living because we only have one car. And I want you to lead me to a place where I can still go to church and where I can still have classes and study throughout the week. Now, that was a lot to ask. Don't you think so? I said, Holy Spirit, I don't know where this place is, but I'm going to make it a place. I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to stop by places and ask them if, they, if I can have a job there, if it's close enough from where we're living that I can walk to it so Linda can have the car. A lot to ask, don't you think? So I started off. I said, Holy Spirit, just lead me. I came across first place. The only wasn't there. So I says, all right, I'm not going to wait for him to come back from his lunch. I'm going to go to the next place. So I went into the next place, and I says, hi, I'm in college, and I need a, a part-time job. Do you have anything available? And she said, well, let me ask the owner. So she went back to the owner's um, where he worked, and she left the, day, the, the door open so I could hear their conversation. And she said, there's a young man out here looking for a part-time job. And I heard him say, well, I don't have anything open right now, but well, let me talk to him. And so I was invited into his office. And he said, young man, I understand you're looking for a part-time job. Well, I don't have anything right now, but tell me a little about yourself. Um, and, and I said, I'm, well, I'm going to college, um, and I need a, just a part-time job. Um, and he says, well, what college are you attending? I said, Trinity College. He says, oh, that's the college where Billy Graham went. Now, how many people know what college Billy Graham attended? I knew this guy had to be a Christian. He had to be, to know that. He said, you studying for the ministry? Yeah, I'll give you a job. And I says, well, I says, I got to tell you what days I can work and, and, and what hours. He says, we'll work it all out, that you can work the days and the hours that you need. Brothers and sisters, that's the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm just not some person that it, well, it's just I'm so holy and know all this about the Bible. No, we are all the same in Christ Jesus. But what we have to do is make the Holy Spirit feel at home, that we are glad that he lives within us, that we believe that he can, he can lead us, he can empower us, he can do all the things that we need the Holy Spirit to do. And what we need is we need another Pentecost. We need to be all filled with the Holy Spirit. So filled with the Holy Spirit 
that we can share the gospel with other people. That was what the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was all about. So that they would be strong and that they would be able then to share the gospel with other people. Now, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I remember back in, in, in my days when I was younger that I, I, got to, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't bring myself to share the gospel with, with somebody. I, I know as a Christian I, I, I should, but, but I tell you, the Holy Spirit came upon me one day. I remember that day. I remember that Sunday in church when the Holy Spirit came upon me and changed me. And now I could share the gospel like they did on the day of Pentecost. What we need to do now is we need to pray as they prayed on the day of Pentecost. They prayed to be empowered. They prayed, they prayed in one accord. Can we pray in one accord that we will have an outpouring of the Holy Spirit? That's what we need. We need the day that they had that the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us and we will be strong and we will be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ as Jesus, as Jesus was baptized in water and, and you could see it. We need to be so baptized in the Holy Spirit that people see the difference in our lives and they want what we have. And it's all through the Holy Spirit coming upon us that they can see that. And we need to, pre to pray daily in the upper room, so to speak. That we'll have an outpouring of the Holy Spirit first upon us and our families. That's where it needs to start. Then upon our church. And then upon all the churches on Long Island. Then all the churches in New York. Then all the churches in our nation and around the world. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need another day like the day of Pentecost. And God is no respecter of persons. If he made them strong in the Lord, that they could prophesy, that they could preach for Christ so that thousands be saved, then it can happen in our day again. It can happen in our church. It can happen across our country. God knows that we need a day of Pentecost in our country. And the Holy Spirit can bring it and make a difference. Come on, let's stand together and let's pray. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in us when he, we gave our hearts to Jesus. We thank you that, that you want to be on us as well. That we may preach the gospel. That we'll not be afraid. That we will open our mouth as the Spirit speaks through us. Holy Spirit, give us another Pentecost. Started in our homes, then our church, 
than throughout all Long Island, than throughout our nation, and then throughout the world. You know, before I say amen, there's one more thing I want to say. Sometimes it's not our words that touch people's lives, but it's our actions. If our words say one thing and our actions say another, they're not going to come to Christ. But the Holy Spirit will empower us that we will walk the walk and then we'll talk the talk. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. Thank you for his power. Direct us, O God. Use us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you.